360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. 360 Biz is where we at. Welcome to cliffcentral.com. My name is Debo Homafordi. We have another, another, another yet beautiful day. At least today the sun is hot. I mean, we had a beautiful, a bit of rain yesterday. I mean, after a long time um, that we've actually were sitting without rain. I remember last week, um, not only that we're speaking about, um, I mean, infrastructure of farming and, and, and being affected by rain, uh, not having rain itself. I mean, at least yesterday, I must say that we managed to get a blessing um, of rain. Let's hope it continues as long as there's not going to be flooding that takes place. But more than anything, we're not talking rain today, but however, we're talking something that is very close to me, something that is really affecting us as business community, something that is affecting us as, as, as young people, something that is affecting us as big corporates and as small businesses. And more than anything, I'm actually interested and actually very excited to be having the guests, the type of guests that I'm having uh, in studio today. Let me actually turn things around. Welcome the guest first and actually introduce first the guest. Then I'll tell you after what is it that we're talking about. Uh, I've got um, next to me Marey Shabant. Uh, Mr. Marey Shabant, um, he's actually a chartered accountant uh, by profession. And I would be thinking, oh, you know what, people that are chartered accountant, they know money. And they're focusing on money. But with Mr. Chabant, it's actually, he's a different form of accountant. He's actually the managing director, uh, for Sigma. So for Sigma. Sigma. Is it Sigma or Sigma? Sigma. Sigma. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Chabant, um, welcome to studio. Do you want to say hi to our listeners and tell us who you are? Yeah. Thanks to Boko. It's uh, great to be here. And, um, yes, accountants do have a bit of a bad rap. Um, <laughs> We are our bean counters. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, Cigna is really about making a difference, making a significant difference in South Africa through the empowerment legislation, the BE legislation that exists. So that's what we're about. Oh, more than anything. So now it's not only about money. It's about making a difference. Yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah, know, if you make a difference, you can yeah. make money. Yeah, because because you, you you know, Shaba, uh, Marie, Some of us, when when we 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 think of accountants, you, we start thinking, Rich, I'm gonna lose money. You're thinking <laughs> of the tax man. You start thinking of all of these things. But I mean, let you hear that you all about making a difference, and I'm looking forward to hearing the difference that you're making with other people out there. Uh, I've got Mister Veli. Is it Veli Mosecha? Yeah, Veli Bosecha. Bosecha. Yes. Yes. Mr. Veli, please come close to the mic. Don't be shy. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Veli Bosecha is the CEO of AdClick. Um, AdClick is, is, is it an agency, um, or what is it? Yes, it is an advertising agency. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you're also a publisher of SME South Africa. Correct. No, definitely. Yes. Uh, do you want to say hi to our listeners and tell us who you are? Yeah. Hi, uh, Cliff Central community. So, um, my name is Veli Busecha from, uh, Limpopo. And, uh, okay. Thank you. And I am the, you know, the publisher of SME South Africa and also the MD of AdClick Africa. So on the SME South Africa side, um, you know, we are a publication that deals with entrepreneurs. So we write content, you know, about entrepreneurship. So yeah, we love entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, and we enjoy writing about everything and anything that has to do with entrepreneurship. So yeah, it's good to be here. No, definitely. Uh, thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Uh, we didn't want to only have, you know, what, um, a boys town in studio. Um, we had actually arranged for, for, for a lady, uh, to be joining us. We've got an amazing lady that's going to be joining us later on the show, Olga Mishwe. Um, unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, she couldn't be in studio. But more than anything, let me now officially introduce the show as to what we're talking about today. We're talking about the triple BE codes. I mean, the growth of South African economy has shown down considerably unemployment. Is at the staring 2.5. In fact, it's actually 25.5%. Most of us say and know that enterprise development is a possible solution to these national problems. So when one looks at the triple BE within the context, it becomes important an element of our policy to ensure that inclusion and empowerment of those who were previously excluded from playing a role within our mainstream economy. I'm more than excited today to share some light on the triple B E and what is it means for big and small business as well as its contribution to the growth of our economy. I mean, I've already have given a warm welcome um, to our guest in studio. If you've just joined in on the show, 
I'm sitting with Marie Chabant, a chartered accountant with an extensive experience in B compliance and business strategy. Available Secha, founder and CEO of Atlek Media, Atlek Africa Media Group, as well as he's the publisher of SME South Africa. Later on on the show, we're going to be having Olga Meshwe, who's a B consultant uh, for Transcend. And more than anything, since we're going to, you know, at uh, the end of the year, we're going to be introducing some new features on the show. Later on on the show, I know as well. We're going to be having Bulelani, um, Bulabula, who's going to be telling us as to what is it that he's going to be coming up with as far as the gas window is concerned. But more than anything, um, let me start, get right into it. Uh, Marie, can you please tell us, um, what is it, um, that, or what does BE mean to you? Because, you know, I mean, standing here next to, to you on the other hand, I'm a black brother and I'm looking at a white brother talking about BE. Oh, no, so. it, does, it does seem strange, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, in fact, I think there are more white BE consultants out there. I've realized, <laughs> yeah. eh? I've realized. Um, and I think BE really, um, you know, if we understand uh, the name itself, broad-based black economic empowerment, uh, speaks a lot about... Um, what the legislation is trying to do. And mm-hmm. really it's about reaching um, the broader black community with um, in initiatives that will allow them basically to participate in the formal economy through building businesses, developing skills, acquiring businesses. Um, all of those aspects that make up access to the economy is really what BE is about. Hmm. I mean, you said something very interesting um, um, before I mean, you, you answered the question. That there's a lot of um, white B consultant. I mean, it's something that I've seen myself. Yeah. Um, why is it? Is it that the fact that we don't understand the very same B codes that are trying to benefit us? Or I, I th- there's there's probably two answers to that question. Um, certainly for myself, um, I saw BE as an opportunity for me as a as an entrepreneur um, to give back to a country that I love. Um, and it was an opportunity to work with, um, with amazing people and, and work with entrepreneurs. So, you know, that explain, that was sort of my personal motivation. But from a more, uh, commercial perspective, if you think about it, the majority of businesses in this country that operate are either foreign owned or white owned businesses. Yes. That's the reality. No, definitely. And as a result, it's very difficult per se for a consultant who doesn't understand the issues from a white business perspective to be able to go in and, and, and um, advise them and break through those barriers. So initially, certainly the, uh, for, for white guys to go and, and, and consult to clients, um, there was already a sort of a similar platform, if you, if you think about it from that perspective. But, um, you know, as, as the South African democracy matures, um, those kind of issues become less and less important. Um, you know, I've been in this space for more than 10 years, so maybe 10 years ago it was reasonably irrelevant uh, consideration, but um, nowadays, uh, you know, people understand, business understands um, that it's really about the skills um, that are brought to the table. So, the bottom line is, if I was um, if I was a black young person, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be a BE consultant. I'd want to be a <laughs> business owner, making taking advantage of this legislation. Wow. No, I like that, that you wouldn't want to be a consultant. You'd want to be the business. So that obviously to, 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 to benefit for that. Absolutely. No, definitely. Uh, maybe I would really, before I continue with Marie. Sure. Um, you are a black brother, black businessman. Yeah. Um, I know that you're doing amazing things. And obviously with one of the platforms, um, that you're doing, I mean, being SME South Africa. Sure. Um, what is, what does BE mean to you though? I think for me, you know, BE, just in one word, you know, it means empowerment. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I, I think, you know, we as black entrepreneurs, we now have a chance, you know, to compete, you know, with guys that have been around or white-owned companies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, that is what I'm saying is empowerment. I mean, look at people like us now. We are now in business and we are able to get, you know, business from big corporate companies, you know, so... I, th- I think that's what it means to me. It's it's more about empowerment and especially empowering, you know, the black community. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Then and 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 um, maybe before we actually get uh, deep into it, um, do you wanna perhaps tell us or what is it that what okay what what is what what does click do? Sure. And what is SME South Africa? Because obviously, I'm sure some people are hearing that for the first time. Absolutely, yeah, sure. So, Atlic Africa is a digital media company. We help you know uh, brands you know to reach 
uh, the, their audience, you know, across, mm-hmm. you know, digital media platforms like your Facebook, social, I mean, uh, Twitter mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, also local publishers. So we use what we call, you know, a DSP, which is a technology that is used to serve those campaigns. So that's what we do on the Atlic Africa side. And on SM South Africa, we are purely a publication. So SM South Africa used to be a print publication about four years back. Uh, but I mean, as you know, you know, um, there's been some issues around the, the, the print, you know, declining, mm-hmm. you know, from distribution and revenues as well. So that's when we, we, we bought the, the, the publication and decided to focus mainly on digital. And the reason why we did that is because, I mean, as you know, a lot of young people now, they're on their phones, you know, they're on their laptops. And, you know, we thought, you know what, let's do this, but digital is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So what we do on the SME side, you know, we are empowering you know, uh, entrepreneurs with relevant content, uh, things like, you know, entrepreneur tips. Uh, we also profile them. We also have, you know, a resource section where entrepreneurs, they can go in there and kind of read about, you know, uh, news that are relevant to their industry. So yes, that's what we do. Is it? Yeah. Um, I like, I love, I love, I love, I love doing this, especially when before we get actually get deep into conversation, so that sure. the person that is listening is able to tell that we've got the relevant people in studio to be addressing some of these. Mm. Um, Marie, do you want to tell us what does Signal do? You spoke about making a difference. Yeah, earlier. maybe you want to. <laughs> yeah, break I suppose it down um, our name Signa actually comes from the word significant um, because um, the partners in the business believe in making a significant positive difference. Mm-hmm. Really, our business um, is a black empowerment advisory uh, business um, where we provide companies with effective strategies to to engage in BEE and, and engage in the legislation in a meaningful way that actually results in a positive outcome, both for the, um, the target audience being um, um, black people, black businesses, black communities, uh, and for the business itself. So we build strategies around implementing effective BEE programs. Um, and we also, we also run a training academy where we specialize in training Previously unemployed people with disabilities, um, as a way of reaching uh, reaching to the most disadvantaged community in South Africa, which um, has been the most marginalised, and the BE legislation has made some really great um, provisions to support people living with disabilities and particularly unemployed people, and so Signa has chosen that particular avenue, um, the skills development avenue as an opportunity to make a significant difference. So then, I mean, uh, we're saying what you're saying, uh, Maria. I mean, um, in response, I mean, the response to, to triple BE, I mean, especially right now with the new codes, I mean, it differs from business to business. Sure. I mean, from your experience, what is the most, what is the uh, approach to triple B most big um, organization um, are taking? You know, I mean, it mm-hmm. is an integral uh, part of the business strategy or is it mainly a compliance thing? Cause you've realized with some of the businesses, it's just a question of ticking boxes. They yeah, want to tick boxes. Yeah. And, and to a large extent, the legislation has changed recently. Um, in 2013, the DTI released the amended codes of good practice, which became effective on the, on 1 May 2015. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the amended codes were really a response to the fact that many organizations were adopting a tick box approach to BEE, were scoring very competitive and very um, high levels of compliance, but there was absolutely no tangible benefit flowing into, into the economy. Um, and the DTI saw, you know, saw this and could, could, didn't see the evidence of, of legitimate change happening in the economy and, and so made the amended codes far more onerous um, in terms of of meeting um, higher targets and also broadening the, the the impact, one of the big changes in the new uh, amended codes is that companies can no longer just um, write out a check and 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 effectively buy their points for enterprise development or or supplier development. Now there's a requirement that companies really need to engage in a process with their suppliers, for instance, mm-hmm. um, their black-owned suppliers in particular. So that they can um, support those businesses to become more operationally and financially sound. Um, so previously, companies would merely just sort of sign a check and and then let uh, and let um, and then claim the points, and that was all they would do. Now there's a requirement in the new codes that they engage in a in a plan. They engage with the entrepreneur. They look at ways in which the business can be enhanced, mm-hmm. um, and then support that business by buying their goods and services. So th- th- that's just one aspect of the of the new legislation that has really 
far more engaging in economic activity than merely a tick box approach. Okay. So now, I mean, another thing that I've realized, I mean, you've made mention of one in terms of preference, um, being um, enterprise development and over, actually, actually seeing um, the business through that it grows and it transforms. Uh, I've seen a new transformation as well in the codes in regards to now the management. Correct. Um, that you can no longer, um, you know, put, um, shareholding in a trust or in a company or whatsoever. If ever it's BE, it needs to be an original BE. The shareholding needs to be in a person's name. Yes. And, um, I, I think in, on, I think the, in May of this year, um, a, a clarification notice was published by the DTI saying that, uh, employee schemes and broad-based schemes, um, should really have limited recognition. Um, that, that clarification notice was subsequently withdrawn. But, uh, I think the indication is fairly clear that many companies have, uh, have adopted um, sort of broad-based schemes or or employee-type schemes where those individuals actually never see any benefit. Um, so the company is claiming uh, 26% black ownership on their on their scorecard and are earning these fabulous points for BEE, mm-hmm. but the beneficiaries of those ownership structures see no tangible economic benefit. Now, that's definitely not all companies. And there's been some wonderful uh, broad-based schemes that have been implemented that have resulted in in sort of uh, employees, your your low-level employees in an organization enjoying significant economic benefits mm. from being employees of, of companies <laughs> that have done these yeah. really well-crafted schemes. But there are hundreds of other schemes out there where People claim to be black-owned, but there's absolutely no legitimate ownership. Yeah, is, is, the, is that now speaking to fronting as well that has been taking place? Well, I think that's really where BE legislation has, has got some real serious yeah. teeth for the first time. Yeah. Because uh, uh, any organizations found guilty of fronting, is, it, it's now a criminal offense in terms mm. of the BE Act. And it, it stretches beyond just the company performing a, uh, a, fronting, um, a fronting practice. If a company... Um, does something to uh, basically create a, be- a benefit diversion scheme or to uh, to surpass the, the 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 black shareholders. Not only do the executives of the company get prosecuted, but even the verification agency who turns a blind eye can be prosecuted in terms of the legislation. Hmm. I want I want to come back to that, uh, but now um, as you are speaking, Mr. Um, Busaka has been laughing. So, <laughs> so now I'm under Mr. Busaka. What is your organization's approach uh, to triple B and how you leveraging it as a business? Sure, absolutely. Um, I mean, so from our side, you know, we we, we saw a great opportunity from the you know the the, the, the new triple B codes. Um, so we decided, you know, to package together some of the services you know that we are offering to you know small businesses and we went to you know these two three big corporate companies mm-hmm. and we asked them to kind of you know sponsor these you know small businesses through our services you get what i'm saying okay. so these guys they need to subscribe to our service mm. and we went to these guys to say hey this is you know we need to empower these guys but they need to pay and so that's how we kind of benefiting from that you know we see new doors now opening for us from big corporate companies that want to obviously empower you know entrepreneurs through the inter you know inter- what do you call it enterprise development Mm-mm. yes so uh so we introducing services you know that can tie in nicely with that because we've got the entrepreneurs coming to our side so we've got the audience and we've identified what these guys are looking for so we are offering those services and you know corporates i think they are very happy to sponsor these entrepreneurs you know to get those type of resources and services from us mm, i know you must make sure how you get uh, a good value we need to be sponsored as we want to know this. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want to <laughs> we want to get some of these benefits yeah, I'd, so like to, I'd like to comment on uh, what Veli said because um you know, a complaint of many of uh, large businesses is that they say we are required in terms of the procurement uh, requirements of the new codes to spend 40% of our total procurement with black-owned and black-woman-owned businesses. Okay. Where are these businesses? Eish. We would love to buy goods and services from them, yeah. but we just can't find them. So, you know, the service that Veli is providing um, through, through the SMME initiative 
um, is really speaking to the heart of one of the problems that that large corporates experience. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 actually true. I know. I must say, Hor, I mean. Um, not only that, I means people like Valley that have the database. I mean, of entrepreneurs. It's a question of maybe what are these? Because I think some of these corporates they could actually do their own initiative um, to actually be reaching out to entrepreneurs. I mean, as a consultant um, in that space, I mean, you know that um, part of obviously their CSI. Some they they differ to say which angle do they want to focus. Is sure. it enterprise development? Is it um, community development? Is it you know? So it's something that I think. Um, it, it can take, they can definitely, um, take advantage of. Before I come back to you, Marie, uh, I mean, maybe Putveli, would you tell us, or I mean, what tangible benefits, I mean, um, has your business experience as a result of being there? Um, I think great benefits. You know, I mean, we have only been in business for, for three years now, and, you know, We've got two offices, you know, in Joburg and in Cape Town. Mm. Um, you know, we, we've got about 18 employees. And yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure you, as you know, we've got another new department that we, we, we currently launching called Digital Reach, you know, which is a, you know, a tech platform that allows entrepreneurs to go in and kind of design their website without any technical knowledge, you know, and oh. it's offering more than that. So okay. it's got what we call a CMS where they can post to Facebook, you know, they can also, you know, drive leads because I think one of the, most important thing that entrepreneurs need or, or, or struggle with is, you know, getting that sale, that first sale or mm-hmm. even marketing their business. Mm-hmm. So we've launched, you know, a platform that, you know, can help them, you know, to do that, you know, in a very cost, you know, it's not even expensive. I mean, you know, they'll be paying a small amount on a monthly basis and they can able to go in, log in and, and, and do all of that. So I, I think the reason why I'm speaking about this, um, is because I'm trying to answer a question when you say how we have benefited, you know, from, from, from BEE or the kind of impact that we have seen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think we, we have grown, you know, uh, within the next, I mean, the last three years. And I mean, if you look at the products that we have launched, we, we kind of like have now, uh, three divisions, which is Atlic, which and SME and digital reach. So we definitely have, uh, benefited tremendously from the, you know, Marie, uh, with, with, with Veli, Veli is always coming up with new ideas. Launching new things. <laughs> when this man sits, I mean, he's thinking, you know, what else can I come up with? I mean, have you launched that or it's still coming? It's, 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 it's this coming Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this coming Friday. So it's, yeah. So look, we've got, we, we have tested the platform. Mm. Uh, we've got three clients on board mm. and now we're going to scale it. Is it? I Absolutely. Know. We'll, we'll definitely um, um, come back to that. Uh, maybe before I, we actually continue, um, we've managed to get Olga. Um, on the line, let's have a female voice. I mean, into this conversation. Let's hear what women, um, think. Mara, before probably, um, we get Olga, uh, maybe let's play an ad and have Olga when you come back. Good morning, gold MacBook. And you, silver MacBook. And you, space gray MacBook. Let me finish. You're all just so beautiful. Just look at your 12 inch retina display and force touch trackpad. Sleep now, my lovelies. I need to tell South Africa where to buy you. Introducing the all-new 12-inch MacBook, now thinner and lighter than ever, and available at iStore. Why would you go anywhere else? Visit myistore.co.za for more info. T's and C's apply. Our clients are the lifeblood of our business, and keeping their data safe is critical. I'm worried that client data in the wrong hands could cost us. With MTN Business Cloud powered by Microsoft Technology, your data is secured in world-class data centers based in South Africa. It's always available, backed up, and complies with South African laws, ensuring that you and your clients are always protected. With a footprint covering 23 countries, isn't it time you found out about a cloud solution built to build African businesses? Welcome to the new world of business. 360biz on cliffcentral.com You still are indeed on cliffcentral.com This is the name of the show is or the name of the show is 360biz The station is cliffcentral.com uh, We're talking triple BE codes and how are they affecting us as business If you've just tuned into the show you've missed out on a discussion that we're having um, in studio with the gentlemen that I've had uh, or that I've got I mean I've got um, Mr. Marie Shabant, um, who's a compliance, a BE compliance and business strategy. We've got Vele Busekha, founder and CEO of AdClick Media Africa. 
Um, he's as well a publisher for SME South Africa And we've been looking and waiting and waiting impatiently uh, Anxiously so uh, to be having Olga Mishwe Who's a B consultant from Transcend You're allowed to join in on the discussion Our studio line it's 0861-555-189 0861-555-189 We're on Twitter as well Our Twitter handle is at Cliff Central for, uh, at Cliff Central com. We're on Facebook as well. It's Cliff Central. We're on WeChat. Our WeChat ID. It's Cliff Central. If you want to follow me as well on social media, it's at Debohoma40. Maybe let me take this opportunity to welcome Olga. Olga, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Though. How are you? No, good. Thanks. I know we're okay. starting. We're starting to think. I don't know. We're not gonna have Olga. We're not gonna have <laughs> Olga, and we need to have Olga. I mean, you, you should. You should be seeing the studio here. You know, the gentleman came looking <laughs> good, wearing good suits, and we're looking forward to be meeting you. And you're not here. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, such is life, apparently, mm. or at least at this time of the year, where. Clients are jumping up and down, but I'm grateful that you'll still have me and um, participate in the show via via a call. No, okay, no, definitely. Olga, maybe do you want to start by saying hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Well, hello to everybody. Um, that's part of the Central listenership at this hour. My name is Olga, as, been, as has been introduced by Debuho, and I am a director at um, one of Africa's largest BE consulting firms uh, called Transcend Corporate Advisors. And one of the things that I love that we specifically do is not just to help companies get the best possible scorecard that they can from a BE perspective, but to help them understand that we live in an incredible country called South Africa and we need to bring about change, change that transforms South Africa, change that enables companies and in particular in this instance, small and black businesses and small businesses to be able to grow and become sustainable. So what are the best ways that we can do that? And while we do that, add value to your business and then ensure that you meet the requirements of the code. Yeah, you know, having a woman, because <laughs> it was one of the things that I was actually going to ask you to say, I mean, um, what mm-hmm. does your organization do or involve? How is it involved in the sure. PE space? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that have got different angles as to how they want to do BE, and some people are just about tick-the-box compliance. And, um, you know, for us, you can do tick-the-box compliance, you'll get a score, but at the end of the day, how are you changing South Africa? South Africa with its resources, its people, Africa, which is waiting for us, which is waiting for us, we have to change lives in the same way. So let's actually do more than just meet the superficial technical um, requirements of the code. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, with, with, with Marie, um, I mean, being a BE com, um, consultant himself, I mean, we're mm-hmm. speaking about um, the shift between the old triple B codes and the new codes, and, I mean, how that um, are affecting us um, as business. Yeah. So, I mean, between the shift now from the old to the new BE codes, what would you say is the one thing that stands out for you um, that you think it's a plus. For him, it was the fact of enterprise development and uh, the fact that you can actually really impact people and that's why it's people that have disability as well. Sure. For me, it's skills development <clears throat> and um, the fact that now no longer do companies only get points if they train their employees. You get points if you train any black South African. You know, um, we've got skill shortages in certain industries in South Africa and so now... Uh, Corporate South Africa has got an opportunity to contribute to growing a class of well-informed, well-educated personnel that can participate in growing the economy, not only here locally in South Africa, but also internationally. And that, for me, is one of the more exciting changes. The other exciting change for me is the requirement when companies do enterprise development or Mm. supplier development, so dealing with uh, small black businesses, is the fact that they now need to enter into what's called an enterprise and supply development plan. Gone are the days where companies can just, if they want to get their good scoring, just write a check and dish out the money and say, okay, here you are, you're going to take our money on our terms and go, you know. And yes, Marie actually now. made mention of that earlier, yeah. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now, you know, they've got to sit down with the enterprises and understand, what do you need? How can we need you? And also, there's a uh, requirement and responsibility on the small companies themselves to say, all right, we are going to bring X, Y, and Z to the table. So there's a greater opportunity for contact to be developed that suits both the beneficiary as well as the donor. Yeah. yeah. So now, Olga, I mean, the, the new codes have been in existence for a few months now. And it's yeah. interesting that some entrepreneurs to this day, they don't know what are they. But, you know, <laughs> but are there any <laughs> tangible benefits that big businesses are experiencing in complying with these new codes? 
Absolutely. So one of the first things is the fact that on the preferential procurement scorecard, which is the scorecard that um, owners as well as enterprises have to meet, as to who are their suppliers, what is their um, turnover in terms of their size of the company, what is their BE recognition level from an ownership perspective, small black businesses are able to contribute in at least four of the five different subcategories on the preferential procurement scorecard. I mean, you contribute to the overall recognition of everybody. You contribute in a specific space that's set aside for small entities. You're able to contribute if you're a 51% black-owned business to the 50% black-owned business space, which is the requirement that has got the greatest number of points and it requires the greatest amount of spend. And then also there's an area where black can contribute. So if small businesses understand position themselves to be accredited or they can position themselves to be able to have um, the BE certificate. But not only that, to understand the value uh, that they have to that business, they can walk into a room with a finance manager, with a procurement officer, and let the procurement manager know why. It's not just a case of you need us in terms of us being the big corporate and you being the small um, employee, because no employee is a small entity. But now the beneficiary can say, listen up. I'm small and I'm black and you actually need me now more than you ever did. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, Olga, I mean, what has been the feedback from SMEs, though? I mean, is there much impact that has been felt yet from the new codes or is it still early days to tell? No, it's, it's still early days. I think, you know, people, you talk about the fact that the code's been in existence for a few months and mm-hmm. black businesses don't really know. In fact, small SMEs, even if they're white, they don't really know the code. So both the SMEs as well as the corporate are still getting to a place where they're getting knowledge and understanding. But we are finding that those businesses that have been investing in a lot over the last couple of years of developing themselves are able to very quickly adapt to the change. So I would think that it would take about maybe about 12 months, 12 to 18 months, Mm -hmm. before we really start to see the significant impact. So my advice to those small businesses out there is that if you can get ahead of the game and understand what that impact is now, then you'll be able to be right at the front of opportunities and not wait for everybody to slowly get to grips with what. Mm -hmm. Um, the requirements of the code part. So, so get into the know now and so position yourself earlier, sooner rather than later in terms of tapping into the opportunity. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm actually officially introducing you to Mr. Vedebusekha here, uh, from SME South Africa, that he needs to open up that platform and, and you actually speak to entrepreneurs. Um, and to Mr. SME. Veli, I'm at your service. Absolutely, <laughs> that'll be great. <laughs> It'll be great to have you speak on up, up definitely. No, the, awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Then now, Olga, I mean, what is the I mean, expected impact of the new codes on enterprise development in SA, though? You know what? Um, government has positioned from a technical requirements perspective. They've actually uh, given corporate entities an ultimatum in the sense that you have to not spend a certain sub-minimum Otherwise, you're going to be discounted for a whole BE level. So in that regard, it's almost as if government is saying, we are now forcing you to unlock the money that is sitting there. I mean, there are billions worth of money, billions of brands worth of money that are sitting in unused enterprise development funding. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping that the impact is not only now an unlocking of that value, but for me, if one uses the enterprise supply development plan properly, it literally is creating enterprises that are sustainable with regards to their initiatives with regards to their business growth, so that we don't just see the continuous development or rather establishment of these startups, establishment of these entities, and after two, three years, they fall away. We've got to have real investment, real term, real long-term strategic um, input and insight into these relationships. And my desire, my hope, is that with both parties understanding the needs that they have as um, businesses, the needs that the industry has that they exist in, and long term as well, the need that South Africa has is that we actually will ultimately see a coming together of a small um, business sector together with a large business sector, which will ensure that there's an increase, even from a tax basis. You know, the contribution of these small businesses to the tax um, the tax pool will assist on, you know, government initiatives trying to develop and improve the lives of all South Africans. Um, now, I mean, I was actually, you were actually getting on to the, the last question um, that I wanted to pose to you before I let you go. Um, is this triple B sustainable, though, in the long term? Um, my humble opinion, it's sustainable if we do it properly. You see, unfortunately, there are 
areas of greyness and areas that still require interpretive assistance from government as well as from various other stakeholders in the industry. Mm-hmm. If everybody decides that they're going to do it properly, they're going to understand what the intent of the codes are, they're going to understand what the best ways of applying the codes are so as to meet the needs of South Africa, then absolutely yes. But if we choose the easy way, if we look, look for the loopholes, if we decide that we're just going to do it begrudgingly, then it's not going to be sustainable because we're not going to willingly adapt ourselves to say, as South Africa, what's the legacy that we want to create, what's the legacy that we want to leave, and so do it in a way that's able to last beyond generations. If we're just doing it as a quick fix now, if our focus is not on the future but just on, oh, today, let me get the best possible score, then I don't see it being sustainable. So hopefully, you know, we'll see the bigger picture with regards to this beautiful nation and the opportunities that are there. Ah, you are a star, Mimishwe. You are a star. Let me leave it right there. And more than anything, thank you for your time and for You're having this, this discussion with us. Before I let you go, we usually actually close off the show in style. Um, do you want to perhaps um, give a 30-second advice to someone that's listening out there? So to a young businessman or a young businesswoman who's been struggling, not knowing whether or not this is what you need to be doing, um, South Africa, and more particularly Africa, recently has been declared not the continent of hopelessness, but the continent of hope. You need to have a hope that refuses to die, that refuses to acknowledge the now situation. Get yourself up, understand that there's a change in legislation, that if you are brave, if you're courageous to try one more time, you really possibly can tap into making your dreams come true. So keep at it. There's people out there like Kiff Central and Zebuho. There's people out there like... Um, I'm sorry, I forgot his name now, but Veli he's sitting with Zebuho. There you go, Marae. They're there. There's Olga, Transcend, and we really are able to assist. So, so don't give up on your dreams. Have a hope that will not die. No. No, there's power. Uh, by the way, I'm still waiting for a drink, ne? So <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> we'll It'll happen. It'll happen. No, definitely. No, thanks a lot once more, Olga. Right. Okay, Papa. Thank you so much for having okay, me. Okay, then. Uh, Marie, um, <laughs> we've, it's, it's actually an interesting thing that Olga was saying as far as long-term is concerned. Mm. I mean, do organizations take B compliance seriously, though? I mean, since you, you're in this space, and <clears> what measures... Um, are in place from government to ensure total compliance yeah. and how severe the penalties from those who don't comply? So, uh, the most importantly, um, BEE is not an, um, a legislated obligation for companies. Mm. The only organizations that are required by law to, uh, to comply with BEE is government itself. But private sector companies, there is no law stating that you must comply with BEE. Hey, then it's a problem. Then we're sitting on a major problem. Can anyone not disturb you? No, I don't, I don't think it's a major problem because I think what government has been very clever to do, they know a couple of things. They firstly know that they are the biggest procurers of goods and services in the economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost a third of our GDP gets procured by government in its various uh, forms. Okay. And who, who supplies government? Business. Hmm. So if business wants to supply government, they have oh, to be BE compliant yes. because it's a requirement for government to be BE compliant. Oh, okay. So, um, so there's this, there's this um, self-regulating mechanism that effectively is driving BE compliance because if I'm a large company that wants to supply government uh, and, and be successful in my tender, mm-hmm. I need to be BE compliant. To get my BE compliance to a reasonable level, I have to go and turn to my suppliers and say to my suppliers, you guys better be BE compliant <laughs> so that I can be BE compliant so that I can win the tender. Yeah. And so there's this knock-on impact of, 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 this, uh, of self-regulation that's driving BEE. Mm. But to answer your question about um, what can government do if companies choose not to be non-compliant, well, in the legislation, in the Act itself, uh, the Act makes provision that government uh, can only award business licenses and can only in, uh, enter into public-private partnerships and can only engage in a procurement relationship with companies that are BE compliant. Mm-hmm. So if your business requires a water license, for instance, to operate, let's say you're a farming business, or you happen to, to be a mine and you need a mining license, without being BE compliant, you will not be able to get those licenses because government is legislated to only award licenses to BE compliant entities. Hmm. So there is a mechanism for government to enforce BEE um, through through those kinds of processes, um, and and in the new act, in the new act or the amended act that was was gazetted in um, 2013 or 2014 I think it was the 
there's a provision made for for the establishment of the BEE commission mm-hmm. and the appointment of a BEE commissioner. And this individual um, will have the ability to investigate any fronting practices or any BEE practices for that matter. Um, and for the first time now, our government has created this mechanism where regulation of BE transactions uh, and, and BE practices can be scrutinized by an independent body um, comprised of a bunch uh, of a group of experts. Um, and so f- we, we're going to be seeing that, that BEE is going to get far stronger um, focus and far stronger implementation uh, support from government because of these initiatives that have been enacted. Yeah. Um, Mr. Busecha, I mean, um, you publish SME South Africa and therefore, I mean, we ha- you have some insights into the issues faced by uh, the broader SME sector. I mean, is there any clear understanding of triple uh, B mean, sector within the SME sector? I don't think so. Um, I think uh, SMEs, they still have a lot to learn, you know, about uh, the triple BEE. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's when, I mean, people like Moray, you know, can, you know, can come to platforms like SMEs, you know, to, to start educating them. Uh, we're always getting questions. I mean, well, one day I got, I got this call. Don't from worry, by the way, I'm going to hook you up. Eh? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I got this call from this lady from, uh, from KZN and she mm. said, Hey, it's SME. You know, I need to get some money. You know, how, how do I benefit from BEE? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, obviously I gave you like a website to go to, you know, part of government to go and get some information. Mm. Uh, but, but I can tell you now, um, the SMEs need to be educated on how, on how they can benefit from BEE. Because I see a lot of them just sometimes when they're looking for business, they send an email to say, Hi, sir, um, I am BE level one without even telling you, you know, what their service is or how can they help you. You get it? So they just think because of, you know, I'm black, um, you know, B, I'm gonna just benefit. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I can tell you now, like from our side, I mean, 100% 100% of our business is private companies, you know, from coming from private, private companies. Mm. Uh, and the reason why is that is because we don't go to clients because, you know, we are a black owned company, mm. but you know, we, 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 are good at what we do. You know, we've mastered, uh, uh, you know, digital media also from publishing on, on SME and people give us business beyond just BE. So, I, and, and I think we know the benefit. And obviously, we use that to our advantage. But the first thing first, we go there with our product. So what I'm trying to say is, is that I think SMEs, they need to be educated on how they can benefit. But beyond that, I think they need to know how they can build their business beyond BE. Okay. Let, me, let, me, let, me, let me challenge you, gentlemen. I mean, since you guys are here, I'll also challenge Olga. I know she's listening. Um, to say, I mean, you said, Hore, there's not, I mean, they need empowerment. They need mm-hmm. information. I mean, we're already facing or going to 2016. Um, I mean, we will we'll come in, guys, um, as a partner to say, let's create a day um, where we'll bring in um, entrepreneurs and we bring in big business. And let's actually educate and create awareness, mm. um, you know, of, of, of what is this house that we're struggling or that we're facing. Um, and, and, and obviously, more than anything, inform mm. and educate people on, on the benefits and the challenges. Of actually coming so that they see that it, it's more than ticking off boxes. Yeah. Tiboka, I think that's a great idea, and um, I think you'll get a great uptake on that. Um, I think the one thing I would like to mention, uh, where there is a disconnect between big business and SMEs, is is just in a very simple mechanism, and that is, SMME companies that have a turnover of let's say less than ten million rand per mm-hmm. annum, which speaks to the vast majority of SMMEs. Mm-hmm. Um, if those SMMEs are 51% or more black-owned, they don't need to get expensive BE compliance certificates anymore. In terms of the new codes of good practice, a simple affidavit issued by uh, the owner of that company is sufficient to claim either a Level 2 or a Level 1 mm-hmm. BE status. Now, the disconnect arises because large corporates who have procurement uh, departments that are requesting BE certificates from their suppliers don't accept affidavits as a reasonable form of evidence of, mm-hmm. the, black, uh, of the black ownership level and the BE level. Um, and that's a disconnect because the legislation is very clear. If you're a 51% or more black-owned mm-hmm. enterprise mm-hmm. with a turnover of less than 10 million rand, you are level 2 BE compliant. Mm-hmm. And an affidavit is all you need. You don't need to go and engage with a rating agency or an accountant to issue you with a certificate and pay thousands of rands. The DTI very specifically wants to reduce the cost of compliance for SMEs. 
Mm. And large corporates, on the other hand, need to understand that accepting an affidavit is reasonable evidence of the compliance of the SME. Mm. So that disconnect is, you know, in a conversation like you're proposing, that disconnect, we can close that gap. And we can make it clear from both parties that actually BEE is not an impediment to do business. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. No, so now are you taking me up on the offer? I put my hand up. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Busekha? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, it's fine. I mean, since you're taking me up on the offer, um, I've got another interesting brother, an amazing brother on the line. Uh, Bulelani, Bula, Bula. My brother, you're supposed to be in studio. What are you doing at home? <laughs> I wish I was home. Nah, you know this entrepreneurship thing. How are you guys doing? No, we're good in you, my brother. Nah, man, I'm good. Eh? No, I'm good. good. I mean, we we I'm I'm with wisdom in studio. We're talking be, um, and and the opportunities that 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 it has. I mean, um, the brothers have agreed on the challenge that next year, as we're getting into the new, we'll shall do a major event that we're just going to educate people, and we educate communities and make them aware as fashion as how is this affecting. Um, everyone, obviously, being uh, SMEs and being big corporates. Obviously, you are in the SME space. Do you want to perhaps um, enlighten us, say hi to our listeners, and tell us who you are and what is it that you do mainly in the entrepreneurship space? Yeah, hi. Um, the name is Bulelani. So I run a brand agency, and I'm a proudly township entrepreneur. So what that basically means is that I've been running my business from the township of Tindisa for the past nine years now. So, I mean, I've gone through all, no, not all, but I've gone through some of the major entrepreneurship cycles because, I mean, we've been running for nine years, no funding, no mentorship. But, I mean, interesting topic that you have there. And, I mean, going back to the BE course, I think that a lot of guys don't know what they can benefit or how to utilize the benefit, sorry, the benefit the BE codes currently so that they can strategically benefit from their business. I mean, we run an entrepreneurial development initiative called T, and you know, some of the questions that we've been getting from some of the guys, you know, sometimes when you've been in business for long, you kind of overlook some of the basic things. It's true. But you still have people coming to you. And so most of the guys come to me and they ask me, how do I even register a business? Mm. What is BE? How do I benefit from BE? And the truth at the end of the day is that actually most of them don't even ask how they benefit from BE. What they ask is, how do we get a BE certificate? Because we see that it's required at a lot of different places. No, definitely. So 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 so, so, yeah. so 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 now it means you're gonna as well open up your platform to add for township entrepreneurs for us to inform. Yeah, no, no, it's very, it's very important. It's very, very important because I feel like if these guys, if we don't know what township entrepreneurship is and what township entrepreneurship is all about, mm-hmm. and how to utilize the BE codes and all whatever whatever mandatory requirements that are there for us to grow our businesses, we'll never ever get to grow our businesses because. One of the biggest things that I've seen us do, including myself over the years, we just check things off. We just check things off, off a list, just to, just to become compliant. So if people just need a BE certificate or a tech-sharing certificate, you know, you wouldn't even go into the nitty-gritties of what puts together a tech-sharing certificate, mm. what puts together a company profile, what puts together a BE uh, statement or a BE certificate, or what benefits could it bring me? We're always looking at, no, no, let me tick, tick off the boxes so that I can go there and apply for X, Y, and Z. And as township entrepreneurs, sometimes we only look at the bottom line, that I'm going to get this product at 100 rand and only sell it for 200 rand. And my profit margin is going to be that 100% in between. I don't look at growth percentage. I don't look at, you know, equipment percentage in the next seven to eight months, yeah. which are I- fundamental things that, you know, your show provides in terms of that development and growth. Yeah. So now, I mean, interesting enough, you, you're saying that, I mean, one of the reasons that I've called you, Budalani, um, obviously you're going to be part of the show now. You're going to be part of a new feature, um, that we bring on the show. More than anything, obviously, it's for the listeners to know that what is it, uh, who are we bringing, um, onto the show? Okay. What? Oh my God. We've lost Budalani there. Maybe we'll try to get him back on the line. Budalani is going to be joining us in studio starting from next week. He's going to be part of a new feature. Yes, he's focusing on ACAS entrepreneurs, um, because we not only want to look at developing and um, growing businesses to say oh, the very small ones in the township we need to grow the very small ones in the township we need to influence and impact definitely but you must definitely stay tuned on the show this is definitely what we're going to be bringing you and i'm more excited um, about a lot of plans that we're intending to roll out as 360 biz i mean in closing um, Ray, i mean in your capacity um, do you mostly work with big or more established businesses as compared to smes 
Correct. Our our target clients are really the large corporate organizations that are struggling to um, understand these BE codes and to implement them effectively. Um, it's in the effect of implementation that we reach the SMMEs. Mm. So, um, yeah, when when you're able to assist or or advise a large corporate on what to do in terms of their their BE or transformation budgets, mm-hmm. you can have a significant impact um, in a broad community of SMEs and suppliers um, and even the community. So um, our target market and our focus is helping large businesses with large budgets to make a significant difference. No, that's good. Uh, Mr. Busekha, uh, we, we're running out of time. I know sure. you're doing something. You said you're launching on Friday. What is it that you're launching? We are launching. And how do we get it involved? Absolutely. So we are launching, um, you know, a digital platform called Digital Reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's a platform that allows entrepreneurs, you know, to build their website, to build their brand, be able to generate leads, and hopefully, you know, make a lot of sales. Yeah. So, I mean, how you can get involved on that, um, you know, you can go to www www.digitalreach.co.za there's going to be a special that we're going to be running from next week where you know the first uh, 50 entrepreneurs they'll get about three months free into the platform you know where they can get started because what we've realized is that a lot of entrepreneurs they don't have a website and which means obviously they don't have branding online mm. and you know you, you need to be visible so yes that's how you can get involved no definitely mm-hmm. then quickly uh, tell us about the event you're hosting on Friday so the event is called the Guerrilla Marketing Event mm-hmm. um, it's all about uh, marketing and sales for entrepreneurs so what we're going to be talking about is you know on how to market you know your, your business as an entrepreneur you know how to how to present you know how to do that sales pitch you know mm. so that's what we're going to be discussing on that uh, event on friday so more people that want to get involved or know about sme south africa where can they get hold of you guys sure they can go to www.smesouthafrica.co.za we are also on facebook sme south africa also on twitter at sme south africa we are all on all social media platforms. Okay. Um, Marie, 30 seconds. Um, closing words of inspiration to someone listening. Yeah, I think if, you, if you're if you a black person who's got a great idea or got a business that you're currently running, there's massive opportunity for you. Um, if you c- can understand how to market yourself to large companies um, with the BE benefit that you bring to the table, there's definitely a BE benefit that you bring to the table. And um, you just need to be able to speak the right language to the right people to explain what value add you can bring uh, to a business. So um, I'm just going to encourage all entrepreneurs out there that have got a great idea or a great business, um, get informed because you can make money in your business. Bulelana, word of inspiration to someone that's listening out there. Ten seconds. Oh, wow. I mean, my classic line, one of the lines that I'm known for, go out there, guys, and get things done. I always talk about getting things done, and getting things done is an art. It's simply getting things done. We talk about things for too long. We plan for too long, and that leads us to procrastinate, and we never get anything done. A lot of brilliant people with brilliant ideas are going to go to the grave with those ideas because they never got anything done, because they're waiting for funding, they're waiting for mentorship, they're waiting for a Debochoma for you to show up and tell them that the idea is great. Go out there and then start and get things done. No, that was Bulelani. Get things done. And ladies and gentlemen, this is all we had for you today. Thank you for joining the show. Catch us again next time with another exciting business and another exciting one. This is Cliff Central. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com.